Welcome, citizens. I'm Allie Grauer. And I'm Drew Merzieski. And, and this, this is Warda. Welcome back to Warda. The Ballad of the Open Pages is a one-shot story contained within eight chapters. It was recorded at Gen Con in 2018 using an experimental D20 mechanic of our own devising. We hope you enjoy this peculiar tale. The year is 4801, and the glimpse is the Ballad of the Open Pages. Chapter 6. It is your turn to set up the scene. Okay, so we ended the last chapter uh, well into the night. Two, three o'clock in the morning. After uh, many events had taken place uh, of a of a discreet and confusing nature. Um, I think it's early the next morning. How early? Um, not super early. I think all of us have had a little bit of sleep tonight. Uh but not as much as we should have before a big gig like this with our entire band's career on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe someone being outed as a serial killer. You know, there's, just a, lot, <laughs> there's a lot on the to-do list for today. Um, I think it's probably... Uh, the wedding is going to be at, like, noon. Okay. I think. So it's, like, 8 o'clock. Yeah, it's, like, 8.30 a.m. Okay. Um, Ravani has slept fitfully. There are things that happened last night that she does not understand. And there are things that happened last night that remind her of things that happened in her past that she does not want to remember, but is remembering them. Cool. So where does the camera pick up on her? The camera picks up on her 8.30 in the morning. Um, She's standing on the porch overlooking the home tree. And uh, already and you can look out and see their um, servants. Their servants about. fussing about doing stuff. They're they've decorated the home tree. The home tree, um, in Silvani culture, every family has a home tree. This is uh, a place where they ancestrally came from, in Warda. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes those are built in estates. Sometimes those are in the city. Sometimes for. Lower class families, it's a, a just a, a tree. Sometimes a family that has been high and then fallen low has to sell that tree, um, um, but still retains rights to visit it, but not own the land that it's on. Which is really sad for them. This is incredibly sad. Uh, but these are usually large trees, not just a regular tree. These are trees the size the size of like a two story building. Um, with a big wide base around at the bottom. Uh, and they decorate these trees. They arrive at these trees for special moments in their lives. 
And the um, Shrubridge family has their tree here. And their tree is a, a nondescript-looking tree. It's not uh, a tree of any particular kind. It's a deciduous tree, but it's um, about 30 feet high, and it's a good, um, uh, like, 10 to 15-foot base around it. And already they've, they've decided to decorate this place in hanging streamers and in lanterns and in daylights and uh, uh, of various colors. Um, and it's a beautiful spot that they've, they've set up. It's a up. beautiful morning. It's a beautiful spot, beautiful summer morning. Mm-hmm. Everybody's moving about. Yep. Um, she's there on the porch, and uh, she has come down early to make sure that all of their instruments are where they need to be for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And they are. Everything is where they, it needs to be. Everything's in its place. So we've seen you go to the home tree. Yes, okay. mm-hmm. and everything is like pretty much set up. I mean, like we said, there's servants bustling around. There's buntings being placed on branches and things like that. Um, no one's paying her any mind. She's not paying them any mind. She has kind of a distant look on her face as she studies the home tree. Um, I'd like to say that uh, someone else from the band comes along at this point and finds her on the porch. Uh, is there anybody you particularly want that to be? Um... I think it's either Kim or Pete. So it's up to you. Uh, we did have an unresolved thing earlier and kind of fifth, so I might We did. Might want to be looking for you to kinda of like check in, apologize or something. You did hear some things that mm-hmm. I might wanna Well and even earlier than that, um she said something blunt about your your stone skin and insulted you. Yeah. So there's there's an unresolved thing going on. So yeah, so she's there. I think she's probably drinking tea or something like. Enjoying the morning. Yeah. Looking out, mm-hmm. drinking some tea. Um, you're sitting in the box, well, in the the area. Uh, it's like a. They've given. They've built a small gazebo for you guys. Mm-hmm. To play in. To play in. And you're sitting up there with the instruments, looking out as servants fuss about. Uh, and you can hear the, the stomping of, uh, of Pete mm-hmm. as he shows up. <clears throat> Morning. She doesn't say anything. Seems like a lovely day for a wedding. How'd you sleep? Not very much. What about you? Like a freshly earthen sapling. Well, that's good. I hope so. I hope it'll be enough. Yes, yeah, somehow I don't think that anybody got much sleep last night. How so? Well, there was an argument, and I'm starting to wonder if Holland threatening to disband the band is a good idea. Well, even without Holland, we can still be a band. Can we? Doesn't have the rights over us, wouldn't have a contract over us, we can do what we want. Right, which is what I'm saying. Based on the argument last night, I don't think that 
some of us are going to want to be in a band with some of us anymore after this. R really? I thought we were having a good thing here. I'm not sure where you went last night, Pete, but I went looking for you because I thought if anyone knows what's really going on and how to fix it, it was you. And you weren't there. Um, but I was, and so was Emily, and so was Kim, and so was Mel. And Kim is very angry at Mel, and Kim said some very bad things about Emily, and Emily's very upset with Kim, and Emily's also upset with Mel, I think, and I heard things being thrown around that I don't understand, and I don't know where they came from, but they also don't sound like lies, and that's very upsetting to me. Kim's not one to lie. Mel is a bit fluid. What do you really know about Mel? Not sure what Kim said, per se, but, well, things that he and I have discussed and noticed over the past seven years. Things seem to go wrong around him. People he's seen, talking to, will see them disappear. And only now return, we don't think much of where the other one went, very human-like, even they sometimes. But since we don't know them, we don't necessarily ask questions. Do you think he's killing people? What? Oh, oh, we got onto that. So you do think he's killing people? We can't explain why these people go away. But you away. suspect it, don't you? It's an unfounded theory. They, they might just leave. Sully's I... missing. The fairy servant is missing. After the other servant told us that he went into the bathroom, and the same bathroom is where we found Mel. Kim accused Mel of killing him and others, and Mel refused it, rejected it repeatedly, but Emily seems to suspect the same thing. And I can't help but wonder why no one asked me what I thought, or why anybody would try to keep something like this from me. Oh, well, what do you think? I don't know. I know he's quiet, and I know he doesn't... He doesn't talk to people like we do. But I have a bad feeling about it, Pete. And if it's true, if it's true if he's killing people, then why are we in a band? Emily said nothing's worth the music. Killing people isn't worth it, not even for music. I looked at his, his symphony. The one he's writing? You yes. saw that? Yes, I tricked him and I sneaked in and I looked at it. Nobody's seen that. It doesn't make any sense, Pete. Musically? This piece is missing and he says it's not finished, but I think it's because he's writing it on different pages so that we can't see it. It's high. It's vocal. It doesn't sit right. How many parts are there? A lot. At least seven. I have a worse feeling about this. What I'm saying is I don't understand what's happening 
and I don't understand what any of us have to do with any of the rest of us anymore. And I thought after four years we all knew each other, but I guess we don't. Not anymore. And if that's if that's true, then I don't have a family. That's not true. That is not true. Well, I had one, but I left them because they didn't like me the way I was. And so I went somewhere else so I could find someone who would like me for the way I am. And I thought, after four years, that I'd found it. But I don't think I have. If all we've done is lie to each other and kill people and not talk about things. And I don't understand that. Uh, number one, you can take my word to anything. I would never lie to you. Never. So where did you go last night when we needed you? I made a deal. A deal? This wedding can't go on. Why? It was a request. Made it free free. She doesn't want her son marrying. Thinks she's too good for them. But is she the one paying Holland? I reckon, yeah. So she told Holland that it has to be perfect or we're not getting paid, and then we got here and she told you not to have the wedding. We are an eclectic group. Maybe just our very presence could have ruined the wedding, but at this rate, I think it might ruin more than that. Do you have a plan? I had dreams. They're gone now. In your life or like for the wedding? I'm confused. I need your help. With what? We need to find a way to get this wedding stopped without losing our necks or our paychecks. Okay. Um. The best I have is Madam Free Free thought that Emily's improvisational skills may come in handy for that, considering it is a very strict playlist with mostly classics. No wiggle room at all. Maybe if we just let Emily kind of do her thing. Could work out. You think that'll be enough? I sure hope so. But, I mean, if, if everyone even comes play. You said they were fighting. They, people might not show up. Kim might not show up. I've never known them to ditch a gig, but what you're saying is fully true and an Kim accused Mel of murder. Multiple murders. Multiple parts. So, we have to stop the wedding, and Madame Free Free's gonna pay you to keep it from happening. About that. She's not gonna pay you to keep it from happening? I didn't get her word on that. Okay. But she has assured me that we will be taken care of. And I know her to be a woman of her word. 
Oh, she's a bit, well, conniving at times. I just have to trust her. I have nothing else to go on. And I need your help. What do you want me to do? We need to find times in music. Let Emily do her thing without Cam stopping her. Figure out somehow to, well, either divide these families from each other, get one of the groomsmen's to back out, or just, well, as a last resort, cause a mess. And now, as much as that would be my favorite option, I don't think that would go well with Madam Free Free. Causing a mess? My kind of mess, yeah. So she wants it done quietly, is what you're saying? Well, discreetness is always her forte. But not mine. So I'm having a hard time to think about this. But you will. I know. I know you know how to be discreet and hide things from people. I want to know more about you, but I will only go, only go on what you have told me. And I trust that. It's just one of those times you have to trust me. It's hard to when we keep running away from each other, all of us. But I agree. Okay, I think I have some ideas. I need to talk to Emily. I need you to talk to Kim. Cool. I hate to do this, but you said you knew someone here, other than Madame Free Free. I do. I think you and Kim need to find a way to maybe imply that you're guests instead of help at this wedding and try to find out whether the grooms are committed or whether this is really what we thought it was, an alliance of business. Mergers and acquisitions, probably. Because if they're in love, I'm not going to separate them. I don't know myself, but Kim and I can't find out. Good. I'll deal with Emily, and I'll deal with Mel. Pete's going to reach out, put a hand on his shoulder, and then slowly raise his hand, gently touch her cheek. And it's at that moment, Ravani, looking at Pete, that you notice a straight palm. Yeah, he looks like Dusty. It's Dusty. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's she's upper middle class, and she did receive a, a higher end education. She knows what that means, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She pretends not to see it, but her eyes get really, really cloudy and distant. And she nods, and then she excuses herself, and she leaves. Leaving Pete standing there in the gazebo. End scene. I was like, looking the whole time, I was like, what can I use? Like, and I was like, I'm not going to use anything because I don't want to lie. I don't want to deceive him. And I'm not trying to convince him of anything. I just want him to get it together. Use it later. Fix it. <laughs> cool. Fix it. Fix cool. it. Well done. Well done. Um, all right. So that leaves uh, into Emily. Uh, into you. What, what are you doing? Let's jump ahead a little bit. But tell us. All right. Um, it is... 
getting closer to the time that the uh, ceremony is going to begin, mm -hmm. uh, Emily, she played music for quite some time uh, in the wee hours of the morning, but then she did go back to her designated room and uh, kind of passed out hard. Uh, and when she when she woke up, um, it was like probably closer to 9 a.m. and she just started like getting ready, getting dressed and uh, like in the in the night, whatever nice clothes uh, the Open Pages Band has brought to perform at this event. Or do they like give us? Well, they've given you clothes okay, to wear. They've given us a uniform. Um, so yeah, she she put on the uniform. She sort of snuck into the uh, kitchen area and like grabbed some bread and cheese mm -hmm. surreptitiously, uh, and then she's now trying to wander to a place where she can be outside, but also uh, stay out of people's way and probably within sight of the home tree and also the piano, so she can just like cool. look at it and stare. What at scene it. would you like? All right, I would like a scene um, where she interacts with both Ravani and Mel. Okay, cool. Um, that means, since you like that scene, mm -hmm. uh, tell me, Mel and Ravani, how are you close to the home tree at about 10 o'clock? How close are we to the home tree? You tell us or how, how we... you are close to the home tree. Cool. So Emily can see you and get you both together. Okay. Um, I think uh, Ravani, after leaving the home tree gazebo and leaving Pete behind earlier, um, went to, like, I don't know, like, eat breakfast and calm down, and then um, went to find Mel... And I think she found him out somewhere. I think I think what's been happening is Ravani has been following Mel. Mm -hmm. Like just watching him and trying to get up I don't know, the gumption or whatever to like say something to him because she needs to talk to him. Cool. So that would mean, um, Mel, tell us why you are here. Like, what's, what happened after last night? Just give us a brief synopsis. Um, I think after last night, he went to his room to cool off a little bit because uh, I think, like, he got a little too angry at everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. um, so he went off to cool off. Um, literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think he kind of put his music away and told himself that, like, he's not going to pull it out for a while. He doesn't want to let it sit, all that kind of stuff. Like, he's done enough work, at least for the month. Um, and he's just going to play this gig and let whatever else happens for the rest of the, for the band happen. Uh, he's going to go get breakfast. He's hungry. I think cool. he realizes like he hasn't eaten since a while ago. Cool, so you grab some breakfast, you head out to the home tree, you're eating... Uh, and uh, as you're heading out to the home tree, I'd like you to roll me an internal real quick. Uh, 14. 14. Uh, you notice that um, Ravani has been following you uh, as you guys head out to the home tree. Uh, just for the people at home, I have given Pete an additional manifest because I invoked his, uh, his flaw there in him, you seeing the pollen in his hair. Um, I invoked that flaw of him being a ladies' man. Uh, so I've given him an additional manifest for that. Uh, that's a good way for you guys to gain manifests, is to play up those flaws, play up those troubles. Um, and uh, Emily, as you are around the home tree, you guys are close to it. You're within the boughs of the home tree. 
Um, everyone's looking around, preparing, setting up seats, that sort of sort of thing. Um, and uh, as they're setting up everything, Emily, you see Mel and Ravani close to the home tree. Um, she she takes a last bite of uh, bread, like swallows the heat, she swallows the heel, um, and sort of brushes her hands off on her skirts, um, and stands there. Are they approaching her? They are close. Yeah. It's again, you have narrative control. Okay. Um, she she looks at them and will make eye contact, but doesn't like she doesn't move. She just sort of stares at them. So if they want to talk to her, they're going to have to approach her. And you're in the gazebo right now? Um, I think in like some, there's like a big rhododendron bush yeah. that's like nearby, just like growing sort of freely in a very decorative fashion. And uh-huh. she's just standing there with like all these giant blossoms nearly hanging near her face. And okay. just like doing the doing stone face stare. Okay. Um, and you're just ahead of Ravani. Yes. So you're, but do you, what do you do? In my head, it's like, you're walking along with your food, Emily stands up and fixes you with this glare, and you stop walking, and you Are think you about... Are you using narrative control? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, uh, just have your DC, D6 out, mm-hmm. and then just flip it over to Okay. Um, and you, you like, take a half step to the left, thinking you might go that way, and then to the right, and then you're like, well, no, I need to go to the gazebo, and she's right there. And then you turn around to run away, and I'm behind you. <laughs> it's like your your porridge or your parfait or whatever you've got from the breakfast that there is. Mel is really bad at social cues. <laughs> um, he sure is. The especially the please stop don't don't please Ow, don't. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to he's live. He's just going. To... <laughs> Glad this he... is funny, Frank. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying this, Frank. Continue, continue, continue. Um, I, he has his porridge in his hands. Um, he's gonna look down at his porridge. He'll look up at um, M, and then he'll look back at Ravani. Um, and he's gonna look around to see if there's like servants and stuff like cleaning in there or anything. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of servants around. They're setting up chairs. They're finishing up decorations. Uh, there's uh, like a. Um, a interim steward who is doing his best, her best, to try and keep everything together. Um, cool. I think he's going to drop his dish on the floor <laughs> and let it shatter, and then literally like slip his shoe off and step on top of one of the pieces of like shattered china just to like get out of this situation the only way he thinks he can. So you hurt yourself. Yeah, he hurts himself. Dude. He's literally wow. like, ah, I need assistance. Roll me an environment. <laughs> no. What do you think? Is this environment? I think this is an interpersonal. This it's is interpersonal. A, this is an interpersonal. It's, it's, he's, he's setting it up. <laughs> uh, I rolled a three. With my minus two, that's a one. Oh, gosh. It's a crit fail. Um... So is it a crit fail? It's, it's not, not a no, it's not, it's not, not a natural okay. crit fail. So you don't lose a manifest, but it is a pretty significant. It is a failure. It is a absolute failure. Yeah. Um. But you, so you go to step on the glass, and it just breaks under your foot. Like it's <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't hurt. Um. And uh, damn this. You have heard you have heard of this thing called it's safety glass. Like it's glass that shatters, but it doesn't cut. Um, 
That's some, and you do that, and all the servers turn around and look at you, and you go, It broke. Don't worry, sir. We'll take care of it. Thank you. And uh, they come over and begin to sweep this up. But now you are very visible <laughs> to both Mel and Em. Um, Emily's, like, watching this, like, what? Yeah, I think we make eye contact, <laughs> and we're like, what? Ravani goes over, and, and yeah, Em walks away from the bush, like, throwing up her hands. She just walks forward. So you guys are standing. I'm going to set uh, what this looks like. You guys are actually standing in the middle of the aisle, um, of the the aisle that goes to the, uh, the altar at, oh at the home God. tree. So you did that, like, in front of everybody, oh, trying to get no. out of it. Um, and people are milling about, and you, all three of you congregate in the middle of this aisle. The carpet is, um, uh, it's a yellow, a mustard yellow carpet, mm-hmm. gold, uh, on this green grass that's out here. Um, and you all meet in the center. Now, is your foot all right? I think it's fine. Do you want to put your shoe back on? Yes, thank you. Ravani helps you put your shoe back on. Oh, God. <laughs> Very calmly. Puts his shoe back on. Emily sighs, and she says, she she actually, like, she has this, like, battered tin pocket watch, and she uh, takes it out of her uh, jacket pocket and checks it. Uh, we have about two hours before we're supposed to start playing. My plan at that time is to be at that piano, and she points to the piano, and be playing. That's what I was told and hired to do, and even if I don't get paid for it, I mean, I did break that one piano the other time, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this gig. And I'm going to do it my way, which might mostly be the playlist, but will also be my way, because nobody's gonna tell me what to do anymore. It's my choice. And if you guys want to play, with me, you can play with me. I'd love that. But then after this is done, Mel, I think we need to get some help. Like, because I'm not sure what you just did. But it wasn't normal. No. And if you are involved in a crime syndicate, you really need to break free. I am not involved in a crime syndicate. Okay. You don't, fine, don't tell me about your problems. But you have problems, and you need to fix them. I don't care if they're digestive, too. Fix those, too. If you join the problems, fix your so, disappearing problems. Oh, look, look, I need to talk to both of you about okay. today, about what's going on. What? You mean, like, about last night? No, it's actually completely separate from last night, which is pretty shocking, considering how dramatic last night was. Um, she, like, pulls everybody off to the side, like, out of the way by the gazebo, so it looks like they're talking about, like, the instruments. So, I talked to Pete, and, um, there's a couple of things on the table that I think we should all be aware of. Uh, so you know how Holland said that if we don't do the gig and get paid, uh, that he'll have to reevaluate us as a band? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, um... You know Madame Free Free? Yeah, the divine lady. Yeah, she told Pete 
that she wants us to ruin the wedding. What? She wants us to ruin the wedding. And, um, you know, if you add that to the things that are going on with us, personally, um, that should be pretty easy. Uh, but what I mean is, she wants the wedding to not happen, uh, but she doesn't want it to be messy. And she slowly looks at Mel. Uh, but she does want it to not happen. And I think if we all work together, we can kind of do that. Um, so, M, what do you think about playing whatever you want? I, I do. Whatever your little fingers feel like playing, whatever your heart feels like playing, why don't you play that? Tag the classics. Oh. And Mel, we have a lot to discuss. And you and I are not people who are good at discussing things. But regardless of what's going on with you, you have written a really weird symphony. And I think I can hit those notes. You want to sing? I don't know if want is the right word. But I will try to sing it. Because I think it would be extremely disruptive to this wedding. Now... I've sent Kim, uh, I've sent Pete and Kim to go find out if, if the two people getting married actually love each other. Because if they love each other, so help me dare, we are not separating them. But if they don't, or they could care less, then I'm all for ruining the wedding. Emily looks sort of, like, uncomfortable and she almost half whispers, you saw Kim? No, I told Pete to tell Kim. Okay. I, I sent them on that job. But the bottom line of all of this is that if we don't get paid for the gig going well, Holland will fire us. But if we don't ruin the wedding, something yeah. else will happen. And honestly, I don't think we should be a band anymore if all of this is going on behind the scenes. I think we need to reevaluate where we are and what we're doing. We need to have a band meeting. I agree with you. We Massive. can't have one if we have to play a gig. Yeah. Uh, Emily looks more resolved now. She says, I, I completely agree with you, Ravani, and I'm I'm sorry if I ever kept anything from you. I Sometimes I don't think you'll understand because it seems like everything's easy for you. But I know that's not entirely the case. You just go through different things, you know? Ravani looks thoughtful and nods. Okay, um, I will play what I want to play, and if you choose to sing Mel's music, I'll back you up. I have, I have an idea, I don't know if it'll do anything, but, um, if, if Pete finds out that one or both, or any of the uh, Silvani gentlemen who are getting married today, the grooms, are having doubts, um, send one or, send one of them to me. The doubtful one. Or if both of them are doubtful, just send one. Either or. I'm going to be the piano. 
And then she runs over to the As piano. you turn around to the, the piano, there's a, oh, excuse me, is everything all right here? And as you turn, you see a wheat-based uh, Silvani standing in front of you. He's wearing a bland suit. Just the most unadorned. It's all one color. It's all one color. <laughs> the tie is the same color. The shirt is the same color. It's all, maybe it's slightly lighter than the, than the suit. But he's about 6'5", six, six um, and he's looking over and goes, Hello, can I help you? Is everything all right here? Uh, uh yes, you, yeah. You, uh, you. Everything's fine. Uh, how are you? Who are you? Yeah, what yeah. do you say? Who, who are you? I'm, Sir. I am quite well, thank you. Uh, you may call me Austin. I'm Austin Plowberry. Uh, father of the group. Oh, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, everything's fine. We're just getting set up for everything later. You seemed rather distressed in your conversation. One of our colleagues is having a problem with his emotional outbursts. I'm terribly sorry to hear that. That's all right. Thank you for your understanding. Of course. Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, you know, no, not just now. Um. Are you sure? I would hate for something to go wrong in the ceremony. Tell us how you feel about the Shroffridge um, <laughs> family. He's, he's going for it. Tell us how you feel about the Shroffridge family, he says, his voice cracking. Roaming, <laughs> roaming interpersonal. Oh, God. <laughs> we're gonna try it early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spend them. We're, 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 we're gonna spend them. Oh my god. Buddy! We're using a different die? Yeah, change yeah, it out. Switch it out. No. Frank. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about the Trevor's family. <laughs> that seems a little aggressive. <laughs> uh, We've been getting, um,. You know, there have been mixed signals. Mixed signals, yes, about. Um, I'm sorry. How everyone feels about today. What yeah. do you mean? Well, there's the playlist. It's um. Rolling interpersonal. <laughs> it's the music. I'm still she says, my interpersonal. Brandishing three the sheets. Times. He, he's oh, looking God. at you, and as you try to like ask him ah. what's go what's going on, he. It's a sixteen. A sixteen. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. He is, as you say, we're having problems, we've heard mixed signals, he has no... Do you see his face darken slightly as he goes, uh, I have, I'm sorry, some sort of trouble you're having? And then you... Yeah. He, he's very suspicious of you now, and suspicious of what's going on here. And you bring out, it's the music! And he, he like, turns... What's wrong with the music? Um, Emily's head is tilted up, and she's making direct eye contact. And he kind of leans like, over. Yeah, you. like so. There's there's actually like an uncomfortable, 
uncomfortably limited amount of space. They're in each other's bubbles right now, and Emily's just trying to. Oh yeah, Austin has no sense of somebody's bubble. Great, neither Um, does Emily. Really, it's really cool to watch. Um, so she said, "We've done weddings before, you see, uh, Mr. Plowberry, and usually the uh, the family that Silvani weddings and the family that has the home tree would uh, usually provide." A lot of uh, the mu- the playlist music, you know, to set the environment. But I feel like, based on what I've uh, seen of your very fine family, sir, that most of the music would be catering to your side of the family. So I just won- wondered, we wondered, if you were mixing things up, like doing it a little differently, or if maybe you got more choice of music than they did, and how you were feeling, how they were feeling about that, and how you were feeling about that, because music is a very important thing. I adore. Me too. I'm very glad. I'm hoping for some lively tunes. They're not lively tunes. Did you submit the music, or did the the Shrubridges? Madam Free Free. Okay, that makes sense now. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm listening to that. <laughs> can I roll, um, it, ooh, can I roll investigate? Yes, you can. You, you, this is a chapter action. I am uh, very good at telling people's emotions from the sounds they make. So, <laughs> no. this is not what Emily was expecting. This is also not what Emily uh, was so This, is, this day is not this what is we were a expecting. Chapter action. Yes. Let me um, open it up and read it one more time. So, when you wish to use your heightened in- intellect to investigate a person, place, or object, roll 3d20s. Oh, dude. Cool, cool, dude. cool. Get it done. Get it. For each natural 20. Yeah. And then two failures, but natural 20. Okay. Um, Keep reading it. For each success, you may ask a single question about your target's past or its current state. Or a vague prediction. Uh, you may ask no questions on a failure. On a critical failure, the subject is of your inquiry is aware of your interest. But uh, this action doesn't look on a ceiling. So cool, cool, cool. it's not a ceiling. So uh, you need to ask <laughs> one, one question. One question. One, one critically successful Uno, question. I, it's it's it. his thing. It's yeah. his question. Um, I think it's the question he was trying to ask before is like how does how does he feel about not only um, Madame Fru Fru but also now going to be related to Madame Fru Fru. Fru Fru. Fru Fru Prince Abubu. Fru Fru. Fru Fru. So you take a moment and you study Austin. And you study what he looks like, and the way he carries himself, and the way he sounds. And you've mentioned Madame Free Free a couple of times, and each time his voice has gone to a lower timbre. Um, but you look around and you notice there is the fingerprints and uh, the mark of the Plowberry family is not on a single touch of this wedding. Um, obviously, the, the, uh, Shrubriches are in charge here, Mm -hmm. and it's their wedding, their decorations, their music, their food, their location, 
the Plowberries might not have even had to have shown up. Mm. Um, so you can see that there is tension between, if not the two families, between Austin and Madame Freefree. Um, question. The, so the Sherbridges were the ones affiliated with the Arcanica Guild who it's wanted there. to do experiments on Plowberry property. Yes. And we did learn that in game. You did. Okay. You learned that because you guys, uh, not necessarily that they want to do experiments, just what they are, what yeah. they are known for. Arcanica Guild, terraforming, Commerce Guild, land acquisition. Okay. That's it. You, so, everything else has been in, in, in front. Yeah, so, so yeah, based on what we're getting here, it's that the, the family who's with the Arcanica <coughs> Guild is sort of plowing over the Plowberry family who's affiliated with the Commerce Guild. Yes. And with, with land domain. At least that's your understanding. Yeah. That's what you get. I mean, that's what he's getting. Yeah, okay. Um... In your hands, Frank. Take it away, Frank. And that's what yes. you get from your investigation. I consider it kind of odd that there's no color of the... There's none of your personality in this wedding. I'm... After speaking with Madame Free so Free... I'm glad you've noticed. Speaking with Madame Free Free, this wedding screams... Her. Tell me about it. And I think Em and Ravani both go. And like, kind of like. Side eye and pull back away. Yeah. I would love to hear what kind of music the, the plowberries would love to listen to. Do you have a moment? I have plenty. Come with me. And uh, <laughs> he like puts his arm around you. And they like leads you off to to I the gazebo. Motion for them to yeah. follow. <laughs> Thank you for not going off alone with him. Yeah, I think I think yeah, we yeah. both are like, and then you mo- and we're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not good at come. This is the best I can do with one-on-one conversation. Emily does go to Mel. Emily does go to Mel's other side. Um, she grabs the top part of his jacket, like above his shoulder and sort of pulls his head down um, so that uh, she can reach him, because I imagine he's a little bit taller than her. He's six foot seven. And she says, and she whispers, this doesn't make any sense. Why is the family that's controlling everything, why does its leader not want this thing to happen if they're already in control of everything? Find out what he wants if he if he needs this to happen. I would say you wouldn't know that they're in charge of everything. Oh, I mean, they're in charge no, of everything. you're right, because that was just something that, no, yeah. not that. Um, in that case, sorry, apologies for my meta, uh, cool. <laughs> retract it, uh, yeah. this, this is the question, however, that was on my mind, which is, uh, she tells Mel, find out if he wants this wedding to go through or not. Yeah. And he leads the gazebo to go talk. I think that's a good place to end that scene. Mm-hmm. Cool. End of episode. The Ballad of the Open Pages was recorded at Gen Con 2018 and features Alexis Cohen-Penna as Emily Smith, J.R. Rubin as Petrofeard Wood, Frank Gasparro as Meliodius Lamar, Ali Grauer as Ravani, and Drew Merzieski as Kem Briskel and Narrator. The theme for Warder was written by Arnie Parrott. He can be found at atptunes.com. Additional music was written by Kevin McLeod 
and can be found at incompetech.com. Sounds were provided by freesound.org. Warda is a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. If you're looking for something new to listen to, try Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Bolter create characters in multiple RPGs with prominent guests from the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in depth for a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great session zero every week. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Welcome to Warda and support what we do at patreon.com slash whimsyartifice. Without you, none of this world would be possible. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. <laughs>